The following message is from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. More information about Life Source is available at lifesource.org.au. This morning, in the, uh, the spirit of the Olympics, I mean, boy, is there stuff going on over there or what, right? I mean, it doesn't matter what time you turn the telly on, there's another problem. And you just think, what is going on? If you go, some man trying to say, I'll get them a kangaroo, make them feel happy. Look, honestly, that was a pretty good comeback. I was like, for an Aussie to have their own kangaroo, that's pretty cool, right? Because whenever I go to the States, which I, I mean, this year I'm going twi- three times of, I'm going to be going this year. And uh, I, each time I say to them, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. When an Australian is born, uh, every Australian gets a kangaroo. And I have these people, unless they already know the joke, I have these people on the hook for ages. And uh, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, um, when they, if, a couple of them have over the last, you know, couple of years, uh, have actually visited me. And I actually take them because there are streets um, between Penrith and St. Mary's that you, you actually do have kangaroos, right? Because there's this massive big uh, golf course. And uh, I've had to stop on my Harley Davidson. I've had to stop for an emu. Okay, you, you, I'm not lying. Okay, I'm telling you the truth, and you wouldn't hit the emu. I think someone's hit it. I mean, that's terrible. Um, yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, I stopped because I mean, I'm sitting on my Harley, and that's big, and they're like, you know, towering above me, looking at me, going, you know, get out of my way, champion. I'm like, yes, sir, please, you know. Um, so. Uh, Anyway, love it. But I mean, you know, in Rio, wow, things are going on. And so I'm wondering if the Olympics will ever start. I, I mean, is anyone thinking that? I just want it to start. Can we just get on with it? And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. There are, there are countries that have been left out and all of that stuff that's going on. And I don't pretend to understand it all. But, uh, you know, uh, obviously when Pastor John asked me to, to share uh, these three weekends, I was thinking about the the various things I I really felt God had put on my heart. And this morning was very much around that whole thing of perfection and uh, just uh, how these athletes spend years and years and years of their lives uh, perfecting and honing their skills. And, uh, And it just got me thinking about God's perfect love for us. And that word perfect, like if we can just dwell on that for one second, God's perfect. I mean, it is the epitome of perfection. This is the the absolute model. This is it. Like if you could think of a model of love, then God's perfect love is the absolute epitome of that word perfect. And this morning, I want us to, to look at this together, explore this together. And uh, uh, even when I was just Yesterday, I, I, I asked, uh, my wife and kids are going to be here between the services and then for the next service. So you're going to see all of them. You're going to see my 19-year-old daughter, Alicia, which I just cannot believe she's 19. Isabel is eight, almost 18 doing a HSC. Alicia's in university. And uh, Caleb is in year nine, just living the dream. I mean, honestly, think about year nine. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was pretty much, I don't care, you know. No, not for you guys. You guys don't even laugh at that. See, out west, they would laugh at that. They'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's how it was. But you guys, no, 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 very serious. Must do study all day, every day. Parents slide slide food under door, you know. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> so 
he is just living the dream. Plays uh, second division uh, NRL and uh, has his dream set to play for the Panthers. I keep saying to him, well done, boy. You go for that. And uh, Daddy will be your manager anyway. And then uh, obviously a little Liam. You'll meet Liam in just a, in a little while. He is a, uh, a ball of energy. And uh, in that Pokemon game, they've got the energy balls. You know, that's Liam. And uh, he's six years old. So uh, it's going to be great to have them here. But uh, I want us to turn, to turn to your Bibles or your smartphones or your iPads or whatever you've got. Uh, or if you don't have anything, we're going to put it up on the screen for you. In 1 John 4, verse 16 and 19. Let's read it. Here we go. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. You know, there was a, there was a moment there that, as I was saying to you, I, I, I checked with Belinda yesterday. I said, listen, I just want to go and put the final touches, a bit of prayer around it as well, just kind of final touches on this message. And uh, so she said, you know, like being a great wife that she is, she said, yeah, no worries, no worries. So I had some chores that I had to do during the, during the morning. And then I jumped on my bike and uh, not my bicycle, my motorbike, okay? Do I look like I ride a mo- bicycle? No, right? I went on my bike up to Springwood Lookout and um, and just sat there and just kind of pondered over, you know, the, just God just moving across Sydney. It's all in front of me. I could see all the way through to Chatswood. And I, I was just praying about this and just putting on the final touches. And I and there was this real temptation, if you could call it that, I guess, uh, to even just preach on this one verse. I mean, if you just look at this first, this first part of verse 16, we know how much God loves us and we put our trust in his love. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, we could spend so much time on that, that where there's love, there's trust, you know, and, 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 and there's so much that if God's perfect love, then we should be able to have perfect trust. Yeah. Uh, it's no, we'll stop. I'm going to get distracted. Keep going. God's love and all who live, uh, who, yeah, who live in love, live in God and God lives in in them. Verse 17, and as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with the confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Just just pause for a second. Go back to that verse 17. So that we can live here in this world like Jesus. I mean, Did you just read that? That anyone with the love of God, the true, perfect love of God in their life. Do you realize this scripture is actually telling us is that we live like Jesus right here, right now in this world? Okay, wait a minute. So, so you're not getting this. That's fine because I was the one at Springwood Lookout. You weren't, but I want you to get there with me. Okay, so... You, okay, if you have God's love in you, guess what? You live here on earth just like Jesus did. Let's have a look at his life. He would heal the sick. Yeah? That's what he would do. He would, he would pray and he would speak faith and there'd be breakthrough, right? No matter what it is, breakthrough. I mean, 
These are just some of the things, okay, just some of the things. We could list them and keep listing them. These are just some of the things, the way that Jesus lived on this earth, okay? And what the Scripture is telling us is that with the love of God in us, the pure and perfect love of God, right? And we're going to discuss this today, is the perfect love love of God. If that resides in a person, then you live like Jesus in this world. <sighs> okay. So imagine if we could have, um, you know, like, have you ever thought, like, imagine if we had two Jesuses, like we had like somehow in all of it, there were two Jesuses. I mean, his impact was amazing. And then you got the second one and you think, my goodness, how could it? Imagine if we had over a million Jesuses on this planet. Well, friends, we do. It's you. It's me. It's us. God's perfect love in us. When Jesus said that you are my light, you are my salt. He's saying that you are going to be just like me. We've got the Holy Spirit in us, don't we? Amen. So we should be able to perform these miracles. We should be able to believe for these breakthroughs. Is that right? But somewhere along the way, something must have changed in our mindset to make us believe something else. And that's why these things keep happening in our lives. Now, I know that around us, there's natural occurrences. Jesus himself, you see in the scriptures, was, was bound to natural occurrences. Things that happened, okay, around him when he was in the boat with the disciples. He was in that storm. It wasn't like he was in this magic bubble that he was not in the storm. Yeah, he was in the storm. But did he let the storm get inside of him? No. Did he let it get into his heart? No. He spoke to the storm. See, with God's perfect love in us, we get to live just like Jesus did. With the miracles, with the breakthrough, with the power, with the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's the life that I want. That's the life that when I read this, I go, God, give me that perfect love. That's what I want. Teach me to have that perfect love in my heart. I want to be Christ-like. I'll never be as good as Jesus, but I want to be Christ-like. I want to keep attaining to that which he has called me. Amen? Wow. Okay, I'm ready for this. Verse, is that the verse we're up to? 18. Such love has no fear. No fear. Now, you may not remember this, but do you remember when you were maybe about five or six, where you literally did have no fear? Do you remember that? Some of you still live like that, yeah? No, no, that's not true, right? Uh, I still remember when, when I changed from no fear to like going, no, that's going to hurt me, right? And I've seen other people hobbling around, and I don't want a knee replacement by the time I'm 50. You know what I'm talking about? So I remember when I went, uh-uh, not happening anymore. And do you know when that was? When I was here, when I was at North Shore Christian Center, and I was the youth pastor, and I just remember going, I ain't going to play that game. I'm going to watch those guys and see if they get hurt, but I ain't going to do it. And I remember that I used to, I, I remember one time we were laughing about it the last time I was here, Christelle, when Christelle, she loved the big earth ball so much. We, we have this earth ball. If you go to our website, yourdream.org.au, you'll actually see our seminar pictures and we'll still take the big earth ball into schools. And we had it in this hall. And, um, and I remember that Christelle, with her friend, Chris, uh, Chrissy, 
uh, they decided to have a go at this ball. They wanted to have a go. And I'd always forbidden people. I said, I don't want anyone running in and hitting the ball together because, you know, where there's an equal and opposite reaction, you know what happens, right? Bang, you know? And so I'm like, no, we've never done it, but they were insistent. So I still remember being up the top there on the top of the, um, the landing there, and I was there watching it. And, um, and these two come running in, and it was just like, you know, like in the Roadrunner um, cartoons when someone goes off, you know. Chrissy kind of just fell back, but Christelle just uh, went horizontal like this and just came, came towards here and came to a, a grinding halt. I thought, that is the funniest thing ever. But see, I, I, I remember that I was like kids would say, Daz, I want to go up against you. I'd be like, no way. Because I now had fear. My youngest, all my kids, when they were young, they would have no problems jumping from, you know, most any heights. I mean, I guess there's, there's heights that they'd go, no chance, but they'd be off, the, off, the, off here, off the, off the stairs, whatever. They would jump into their father's arms. All the fathers out there know what I'm talking about. The children will jump because there's no fear. Why? Because they know that you love them so much that you wouldn't dare let them fall, would you, as dads? Some of you are going, well, maybe. No, 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 no. That's terrible, okay? And you need to see Pastor Helen after this message. She will deal with you, all right? (laughs) She she will catch you. (laughs) As a boxer once said, you may run, you may try and hide, but I'll eventually catch you. Okay. So, where are we up to? Sorry, I got distracted. Such love has no fear because perfect love, can we say that together? Perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment and it shows that we have not fully experienced His. This scripture is amazing. There's so much that we could dig out of these scriptures today. And I want to just draw on four quick things that before we run out of time. What's the last verse? Verse 19. We love each other because he loved us first. Isn't that the picture of church? Seriously, come on. Can we, can we be honest about this? Because, I mean, there are people in our church that we say hi to, hang out with. But really, if we weren't saved, would you hang out with them? No. Now, you guys are too polite, but I'll, tell it, I'll say it for you, right? But it's true. We love each other. We love the world. We love our enemies. We, love, we, we ought to love our enemies. We love others simply because he first loved us. There's this change in our heart. You know, when I, when I was not saved, when I was not a Christian, I did, I did not care about, you know, going into schools and telling people about Jesus, let alone telling my friend about Jesus or any type of hope or anything. I mean, I mean, it's just completely foreign to me. But the moment I gave my life to Jesus, do you remember that moment? That moment that you gave your life to Jesus, you said a prayer, whether it be in an auditorium like this or in a home group or sitting with a friend down at the river or whatever. But at that moment, something happened. It was salvation. It was when you encountered that perfect love. And all of a sudden, you couldn't help but tell or show others. God's love 
for mankind is the model of how and why we love others. The how is to love massively, unashamedly, totally and intentionally and endlessly. The why is because it was done for you. So how can I pay back the debt that Christ paid on the cross for me? If I could ever do that, I show love to others. It's the perfect love. To live and to be like Jesus. That's what I want, church. I I want to move in the miracles. I want to move in the words of knowledge. But I'm telling you, friends, all of the gifts that we see in the Scriptures outlined to us, all of them are completely invalid if we don't get this simple yet foundational thing in our life that God has modeled for us. Perfect love. So what makes this different to the world? Like, you know, I watch the news, you watch the news, and when we watch the news, I mean, I sometimes sit there thinking, how could anyone not believe in God? I look at it and go, this is crazy. Like, no wonder young people, mental health issues are rising in our schools. No wonder, you know, depression and, and self-harming, not just through the, 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 the most evident way, but through drug taking and risk taking. Why are these things on the increase? Because there's no hope out there, church. We have the, the hope. Right here, right now, is what we need to take out to our schools, what we have to take out to our families, our neighborhoods, our workplaces, into our friendships, our coffee catch-ups. This is what we need to take out there. It can't just stay in these walls, church. The love that we show for one another. The Bible says, don't, doesn't the world do that? Don't, don't they show love to one another? It's when you start to love others that are different to you. They may not share the same beliefs as you, as you but you, 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 you lay yourself down and you say, God, I, if you've shown me the perfect love, I want to show those around me your perfect love. What is perfect love? No matter what God, no matter what you do, God will always love you and he'll love everyone the same. That is perfect love. You know, I want to challenge you with something. I'm not going to be here next week to, to kind of follow it up, but I pray that the Holy Spirit would, you know, speak to your heart and just between you and the Holy Spirit. Maybe just once this week, maybe I could challenge you with this challenge I call the love challenge. Maybe there's this moment that you can look for and believe for that in this week, who can I show love to? It might be to a family member. It might be to a stranger. It might be someone at work. Maybe someone even now, God's just putting on your heart that you're thinking, I need to show them love this week. It could be buying them a gift. It could be, uh, you know, uh, speaking an encouraging word to them. Whatever that is, can I challenge your church to a love challenge this week? Can we see how many people we can pour the love of Jesus onto? How about that? Would that be a pretty cool week to give it a go? I think so. I mean, how easy would it be for us to bless someone, to to show them love, to speak an encouraging word? Love is, I believe, when we look at this scripture, I want to unpack it for you and, and what God has done. God's perfect love is, number one, it's compelling and life changing. 
So I believe that if we have that perfect love in us, then our love towards others needs to be compelling and life-changing. I believe that when we have a true encounter with the love of God, friends, I want to say to you, you can't be the same. I mean, I've always been this passionate. I was a passionate sinner. I was like, mate, I mean, if you're going to barrack for the team, barrack for it, right? So I was a passionate sinner. But when I gave my life to Jesus, I just changed jerseys. I went from being a passionate sinner to a passionate Christian. And it hasn't worn off, right? I sometimes wonder, when am I actually going to calm down? I don't think that's ever going to happen. But the thing is, is that it is life-changing, no matter what your temperament, no matter what your personality, no matter where you're from, no matter what the skin color, no matter what, you, what ethnicity group you are, are, are align with, when you have a, an encounter with the perfect love of God, you can't be the same. You can't be the same. Now, what that also means is that it also goes into my next point, is that it's, it, you can't be the same, but you can't be the same yesterday as today as well. Because the second point is God's perfect love is active and redeeming. It's active every single day. God's perfect love should change you, church. It should change you. I mean, we're talking about a limitless God, a limitless God. Does that mean he's got a limited change in our life, a limited blessing, a limited favor level? Is that it for you? Like, you know, that this is as much as you're going to get all your life. That's it. No, it's not. God is limitless. That means that his love for us is limitless. It's active. It's changing. It's dated. It's like the weather. It, no two days are the same. Although you can say, how good has Sydney's weather been lately? Yeah. I just had my office staff from Victoria come up and they were so excited. They were whinging about how, They wanted the air conditioner on in the office because they said they were sweating. All right. And, they, and one of them said to me, I haven't seen the sun for two weeks. And I'm like, well, mate, welcome to Sydney, buddy. The land of milk and honey. The Sydney Swans and the Penrith Panthers. Hallelujah. You can't get much better than that. And although GWS is doing very well for those who are into AFL. Anyway, active and redeeming. This is why, this scripture is part of the foundation as to why when we give our lives to Jesus, we don't have to do it every single day or every single weekend that we come to church. Because this love, once we've had the encounter, we are saved. Now, you can get into the arguments, and people have had this debate for centuries about can you lose it, or do you ever lose it? Do you, do you ever choose to have it? Whatever all of that stuff is. So let, let the, let the uh, academia, halls of academia, you know, argue that one out. But I'll say this, is that whenever I've seen someone encounter the perfect love of Jesus, understanding and coming to that revelation moment where they go, I need him. I have never seen that person walk away from God. I have never, ever had to re rededicate my life to Jesus. And I know we give that appeal and we give that opportunity. And that's a wonderful moment for some that have, like the lost son, gone their wayward way. And in their hearts, it's brought them back. 
and they need that moment to rededicate their life to Jesus. But I believe that God's perfect love is active and it's redeeming. It's day to day. It's always working. It's constantly changing us. It's constantly challenging us. It's constantly moving us forward. God's perfect love is one, compelling and life-changing. Two, active and redeeming. But three, it's kind, generous, and service for others. Church, this is the model for us. For us to be kind, generous, and have service for others. You know, it, it constantly amazes me. Maybe I just grew up in a different era, but when I'm, I catch trains a lot now. Does anyone else catch trains? Anyone? Catch, you all drive. Wow. Okay. I, I would never dare drive to the airport. I mean, it's just crazy trying to get through M5. Someone's just got to sneeze, right? And then there's a backup for 10 kilometers, you know? M2, getting a little bit better, but someone's just got to kind of swerve on someone and then everyone's got to slow down and see what's going on. You know, like, no way. I mean, you know, if there's one thing that Sydney Rail's good for is just get me to the airport within about, you know, hour and 15 minutes, hour and 10 minutes on the country trains. I love them. And so because the country trains, do you know what I'm talking about? Anyone know the country trains? Because they're the ones that you all kind of push and shove others out of God's perfect love. No, no, no. Uh, but um, I, 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 it never ceases to amaze me that when I sit down on one of these trains and I'll see someone walk in, doesn't matter if they're older or younger, but I'll inevitably ask them, do you want my chair? Like, I'm okay with this, you know? And I get people probably, actually probably more often than not, they like to stand there, I don't know why, but, but I just sometimes get amazed that there isn't others saying, and I'm only talking about something very simple, but it's like, I want to be generous to this person. You know, if I'm going to sit there with my earphones in, listening to some worship music, and I can't even stand up for someone to sit down. <laughs> oh, ooh, ah, move on. <laughs> but it's true, right? This is what I'm trying to bring to you today. <laughs> I love Jesus. I know you love him. But I want to lie, I want to live like Jesus. I, I want to do that. And I guess the older and the more mature in my faith I become is the more I want to be like him. He is my ultimate hero. He is my ultimate dis- description of love, of how I love my wife, how I love my children, how I love my friends, how I love the world around me. You know, there are people that are, I've been in various meetings and, you know, I don't want to get into it too much, but I I go to these meetings now where there's like uh, the Department of Education heads and then there's other uh, organizations uh, and their CEOs. um, And, you know, I know, and, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, I'm trying to get back to this point of kindness and generosity, and just bear with me, is that I know people say stuff about us, right? Pretty serious stuff. In fact, I had someone just recently, and it would be cool if this wasn't on the, uh, on the CD or anything like that, is that I had someone actually write an email to the national executive about me, right? 
the, the entire foundation of that email was. Do you know what it was? It was, your dream is, like, I'm changing their words, but your dream is too kind to schools. They don't charge extra, right? So from a position of being threatened, they're complaining to my state executive, uh, national executive, who I'm accountable to. And I just sat there and read this email. I didn't even need to respond to it. I got so excited, I rung up a couple of mates and said, check out this email, man. This is awesome. This means we're doing a great job. Because how dare I charge schools so that we can show them the love of God? I know that there are costs that we need to cover. And maybe in the future, we might have to look at passing on some small fee. Who knows? You know, people's wages, people have got to be paid the right amount whatever it may be. But how amazing (laughs) when I read this email and I talk to the CEO of the person who made the complaint and basically what comes out, it's, it's because you're not charging. We don't understand how you're doing it. I want to tell you, friends, when you operate in God's perfect love, you're going to have people that don't understand you. They're going to look at you and they're going to think you are crazy. But then you're going to get others who look at you and go, wow, I want to be connected to that. There is an attractiveness to God's perfect love. See, kindness, generosity, service for others, it flourishes when it's poured out. Love, when it's held and it's kept to ourselves, it goes stale. But when it's released and generosity, kindness, service for others is given, I want to tell you, friends, there's never a more pure, a more fruitful time in your your walk in faith than when you're doing that, when you're loving others. My fourth and my final point is that that God's perfect love is God's action toward us rather than us to Him. It was never initiated by us. God's love for us was never initiated by us. It was initiated by God. This is the foundation of our faith, is that we did not deserve it. We did not somehow reach some level of humanity that all of a sudden we are now worthy enough. Friends, we were never worthy. Do you know that? We were never worthy of God's love. Never worthy. Adam and Eve made sure of that. They, made, they, they went against God's word. They turned against His word and then therefore lost the promise. But it's by God's grace, by God's perfect love, that He sent His one and only Son to die and pay the price. Something had to die for our sin, our rebellion. But Christ paid the price for all. So if you could summarize this whole message, and maybe if you're taking your notes, you can start by putting at the top, love of God. Then you would do a little arrow down in us. Then another little arrow you would put through us. And then you would put a little arrow saying to others. That is God's perfect 
love. That is the way he wants us to live. That is the way that he has shown us how to live. And I challenge you this week, when the Olympics start launching and we start thinking about competitiveness and we love that stuff, our our humanity loves that. I challenge you to a love challenge. Who can you show love to? Not the, not the soft, easy targets. Not your, not your friends, not your spouse, not your best mates. I challenge you. Love challenge. Who can you show one act of kindness to? I think it would be amazing if Aaron or whoever's emceeing next week, they get up and they, they just do praise report after praise report after praise report after praise report after praise report of believers saying, this week I showed someone love. This week. Because that is worthy of praise. That's not spouting you know, for yourself. That's like, this is what I saw happen this week. When I gave that fresh bunch of flowers, when I brought that box of chocolates, when I brought that encouraging word, I praise God for His perfect love in me, through me, to others. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Life Source Christian Church MP3 Audio Lounge. We invite you to visit us online at lifesource.org.au to find out more about our church and to also access other free resources.